Welcome to the Relentless Dad Podcast, where we talk about the ups and downs of fatherhood while focusing on God, family, and life. Hey everyone, this is episode two of Relentless Dad, and uh, I like to title this episode, Cause and Effect. Because I think it's important that we understand that everything that we do will affect our children. And, you know, this is a dad podcast and I really want to work on us. So for me, it's important that you, my listeners, get to know me a little better. So this is the first part of my of my testimony, of uh, the things that I went through in my childhood, the things that I witnessed growing up. Now, before I continue, it is important for me to let everyone know that I'm not here to to bash my dad. I'm not here to bash any dad. You know, but this is my testimony. This is my story. This is what I went through. And it was kind of a, a moving force up to where I am today. Now, just because my father struggled, other fathers struggle, even I struggle. The, but we all struggle differently. Doesn't mean that one is better than the other. It's just that we all struggle. So let's go ahead and let's dive into this because what I'm about to share with you guys is something very personal for me and it caused a lot of scars and a lot of hurt. And for many years, I I can, I can easily say that I hated my father for many years and hatred is a strong strong word. And I know the word of God tells us that, and even hating someone is like committing murder. So it's important for me to, to get this out there because I believe there's other men out there that might share the same story as I do. But let's give it a little biblical sense because even in the Bible, a bunch of dads failed and they struggle. Like for instance, in first, first Samuel, we meet the priest Eli. You know, he was, he was a man that, that raised the, uh, Ray Samuel from a young boy to the to the prophet he was and then uh, but Eli himself had a had an interesting story he had two sons uh, Hophni and uh, Phinehas right and the the Bible tells us that uh, his two sons were a bad seed they were just bad guys you know and they took advantage of the of uh, the people of God the he took advantage of the people of Israel you know, every time they would come and bring their sacrifices, the the best piece of meat to sacrifice the burnt offering, you know, these guys would send their servants to go and, you know, get the best portions, you know, steal from the offering of God. And even on uh, in verse 22, it it kind of goes to sets to where how bad these guy was. These guys were, you know, and, and verse 22 tells us now Eli was a was very old. And he heard about everything his sons were doing to all of Israel and how they were even sleeping with the women who served at the entrance to the tent of meeting. And he said to them, why are you doing these things? I have heard about your evil actions from all of these people. No, my sons, the news I hear the Lord's people spreading is not good. If one person sins against another, God can intercede for him. But if a person sins against the Lord, who can inter- intercede 
against the Lord? Who can intercede for them? But his sons didn't listen. They kept on doing what they did, you know. And then we move further along in the scripture around uh, verse 30. uh, The Lord sends a man of God to kind of open Eli's eyes as to the effect of him not disciplining his sons has brought upon his family. So in verse 30 says, therefore, this is a declaration of the Lord. The God of Israel, I did say that your family and your forefathers' family would walk before me forever. But now this is the Lord's declaration. No longer. For those who honor me, I will honor. But for those who despise me, will be disgraced. Look. Look, the days that are coming when I will cut off your strength and the strength of your forefathers' houses so none of your family will reach an old age. You will see distress in the place of worship and in spite of all the good in Israel and no one in your family will ever again reach old age. So it's interesting how the cause, which is Eli, the priest Eli, not doing anything and allowing his sons to continue to do bad things against the people of Israel, you know, doing bad things against God himself has caused the effect of his name being removed from a place of honor, I mean, so to speak. You know, he comes from the the line of Levi, and these guys were promised by God that, that that family would always be priests, but God is taking that away from them. God had also said that, you know, from this point on, none of your men will live to an old age. And even his own sons, Hophni and uh, Phinehas, died uh, not too long after that, actually in a violent death. So how important is it that we were good role models to our kids? It's important because it does affect us. And this brings me to the first part of my testimony you know and, and again I want to re- reiterate I am not saying this to to you know kind of spread shame on my father or any father that is struggling I'm not here to, to bad mouth bad mouth him because he struggled and I struggle our struggles are different but we struggle and we we need God to to send correction so when I lived for so long with anger and hatred towards my dad for the things that I that I went through as a, in my childhood and growing up in the things that I witnessed, I had a huge amount of anger and hatred towards him. And, and just to kind of set the tone on it, uh, I'm going to share this one part of my testimony that uh, I believe it's necessary to kind of give you an insight to why I do this. When I was around the age of eight or nine, and uh, my dad was always coming in drunk, always coming in two or three in the morning. And uh, my mom would wake up and because he wanted some food, something to eat, you know, and coming from a from a Latino family, um, there's a lot of machismo that goes along. So it was it was always the hey, get up and make me some food now. And my mother, out of fear, she'd wake up and, of course, 
make that food. But I remember this one particular night that was crazy. You know, I remember just waking up to a lot of noise. Uh, my mom had made my father was about two two thirty, I would think, around in the morning. I was about eight or nine years old, and I remember him. I remember hearing commotion in the kitchen, and my mom had made my dad food because he got home and he was hungry and but I guess he didn't like what my mom had made him and that's all we had because I mean we were we were poor you know we, we didn't have a lot so all I remember hearing dishes slamming against the wall and my my dad cussing my mom out and all of a sudden I hear the back door open and I hear people running out in commotion so I got up and I ran out there and all I saw was my father on top of my mother beating her. And I just remember seeing, remember I was seeing this and man, I was struggling with it because it's so badly I wanted to help my mom. I wanted to to just grab my father and beat him up and do everything I can just to, just to pound on him. But I couldn't. I just remember standing there over my parents as my father continued to to hit on my mother and I and I couldn't move a man that I hated so much who has brought so much pain to my life and then I see my mother who has nothing but shown love to me even through everything that she's been through she stayed and raised us and I remember just that just standing there over them and crying because I was because I froze and I couldn't do anything so angry so upset at myself for not being mad enough to stand up to my dad you know that that was one of unfortunately many experiences that I had so as I fast forward to my teenage years you know, things that changed. My dad wasn't as violent as he was when I was younger, I guess maybe because I was a lot bigger than he was. And I don't know what the situation behind that was. But I remember he was still doing the same, you know, but now this time it was more being more of adulterous, you know, having other relationships. And I remember I would see my mom cry and would hear pick up phone calls of other women calling our home and my my mom was hurt and she was hurting I remember just vowing and saying I'm not going to be that guy I remember telling myself I'm not going to grow up I'm not going to do that I'm not going to drink I'm not going to be a womanizer I'm not going to be none of that stuff because I don't want to be like him I don't want to be him at all I hated him so much but I remember in my teenage years and I really started to act out. But for me, I think I was just like, you know what? I'm going to go out and just hide the things from my mother because I didn't want to hurt her anymore. She was already getting enough that, of that from my father. So I remember I decided that I'm just going to go out and hide the damage that I'm causing. So I would just leave in the weekends with my friends, stay out the whole weekend. She'd worry like crazy about me doing drugs. I was drinking. And I realized that the very same, the very thing that I claimed that I hated, the very person that I say I wouldn't, that I vowed that I would never be like, 
I was becoming just like him. You know, maybe not to the extent where I was violent for, towards people, violent towards women. But I started drinking. Wanted to forget who I was. Had this crazy model of, you know, I'll worry about the consequences later. Started doing drugs. You know, and and I remember one night I was driving home. I was I was out with my friends and we had been drinking, we had been doing drugs, we've been doing all this crazy stuff. And I remember driving home on Expressway 83. I was headed eastbound and I fell asleep behind a wheel. And I just remember nothing. And what woke me up was my car was riding on the rough of the expressway on the grass, but on the other side onto oncoming traffic. And I just remember braking hard, putting my car in park, getting out and just yelling at the top of my lungs, crying out to God, why, why am I doing this? Why am I like this? I I didn't know what to do. And all all I could think of was those that vow that I made years before that I wasn't going to be like him. But I turned out to be my father's son. So I remember falling on my knees that night on the side of the expressway and just asking God, God, I know you're out there. I know you're real. I need you to take this away from me. I don't want to be like that. I don't want to become that person. And I even, I remember telling God, I don't want my kids to become who I am right now. So if you take this away from me, God, take this away cold turkey I wanted a cold turkey I didn't want to deal with any type of withdrawal or anything just cold turkey that I would serve him I would try to do a 180 in my life so I remember that night I just got back in my car took off home and after that a couple of years later not even maybe about a year later I, I met who would be my wife uh, out of course and from that point on God set in in motion the things that I had asked him to do you know I, I was living with friends in Edinburgh at the time I was uh, with a group of my buddies and you know we were always drinking and doing stuff and 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 God answered my prayer after my girlfriend who is now my wife she kind of went to church and said an ultimatum before God and to me she told God that if I am not going to serve him that she wanted nothing to do with me and she then God would have to remove me from her life so I remember Maya, and then she told me those exact same words, you know, if you're if you're gonna continue this lifestyle, regardless of how much it would hurt her, that she wanted nothing to do with me. 
So I was like, whoa, wait a minute. You know, I know this is the woman that I want to marry. I know this is the woman that I want her to have my kids. So, and I remember those words that I spoke to God. And from that moment on, I went cold turkey. At the, after that moment, I have not touched a single alcohol or have done any drugs. Then God moved and I was able to move out of the house I was in. Not that it was a bad house. It was just not the influence that it wanted. Found a person, a friend, who opened his home to me. A Christian man. And he was the best friend I've ever had. Because he, he allowed God to use him to change my circumstance, to affect my life. So I was able to remove myself from that situation. And from that point on, God kept his promise. And I haven't drank in a long time. I haven't used drugs. Years and years and years, 20 years. I don't know. I can't, can't even think about it. But during that moment, and I was trying to understand because I remember I still had a, a lot of anger, a lot of hatred towards my father. And I remember telling him, hey, you know, you were never there for me. And I remember at one point that I broke and I was so upset because I, I wanted to have that, that type of father. I wanted to have that, that dad that all these other guys that I saw had, you know, the guys that backed you up and pushed you into sports and, you know, really, you know, took you fishing, hunting. I, you know, I didn't have none of that. That's what I wanted because I saw someone else have it and it was different from mine. It was different from my life, my childhood, the way I grew up. It was different story. And I so badly wanted a different story. And I remember one day, and this is where the correction of God comes in, you know, and I didn't want to be like the priest Eli. I wanted my kids to have a fighting chance at a different life than I did. So I remember just being angry and telling God, I'm angry at my father. I hate this man because of what he robbed from me. He took a childhood that I believe I deserved. He took it from me. And in, in a whisper into my heart, all I heard was God tell me, why do you hate your father? And I was thinking to myself, what do you mean why, God? You were there. You know what happened. You know the nightmare that I lived. And these next couple of words that God spoke into my heart really changed the way I, I saw things, the way I saw my father. He was like, you hate him because he only did what he was taught to do by his father. In that moment, I just fell into a silence, you know, just start crying, you know, saying, what are you telling me, God? He was telling me that he, my father only did what he was taught to do and what he saw my grandfather do and what my grandfather saw his father do. That's what he was taught. He didn't know any better. And I decided that moment that I was going to truly forgive my father. 
And the forgiveness wasn't for him. It was for me. It was for my two boys that God was going to bless me with. That was the reason why I did what I did. I finally understood why my father grew up and to become what he became. You know, and I love my mother to death for for fighting through that to make sure that I became a good man. And then I met Jesus on the expressway. Everything is cause and effect. For every cause will be there will be an effect. You know, I was listening to a man of God and 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 I really love the way he speaks and the way he just tells something to you that really hits you deep inside because I know I know his testimony, I know who he is and I know he's a true man of God. And I remember one thing that he said that really really touched to the core of me. And these words, you know, and I try to live by them. I'm like, okay. Let me focus on me. I need to heal me. I need to take care of me. I need to become a better me that way my boys can see a different version of a father and hopefully they can continue a new generation but on a different path. You know, in Proverbs tells us that train up your child in the way that they should go and when they even when they were old they will not depart from it. So I'm listening to this man of God and he says, you know, you have the right to make any decision that you want. It is it, you have the right to your own will, but you do not have the right to the consequence. You don't have that decision to what the effect is going to be. Man. So I decided from a long time ago that I wanted to change. Now, am I a perfect dad? No. I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect by any stretch of the definition. You know, I'm a dad that struggles. They're different struggles, but I struggle nonetheless. You know, I still find myself losing my temper when my boys do something or or want to talk back. You know, I fight with my wife. We argue and sometimes they're not nice. But I always go back and ask her for forgiveness. I ask my boys to forgive me. And I try to understand a better way of dealing with certain situations. Now, am I never going to get mad again? No. I probably will. Am I never going to fight my wife again? <laughs> no. We probably will. But it is not what we do, but how we react to it. If I want to show my boys a different life, when my wife and I fight, I want them to see me also make up with her. Also ask her to forgive me. That's important. For every cause, there is an effect. The only question is, what is our cause and what will be the effect? We have the right to our own will to make our own decisions but we don't have the right for the outcome 
we don't have the right for the conclusion that only belongs to God. So I please leave a comment, leave your testimony. You know, let, let's have this discussion. I think it's important that dads to have this this, this discussion, even if you know it, some of our past were thinking, man, they're a lot worse than yours, or maybe they're not as bad as yours. My life was not too bad. As dads, as men, we need to come forth and talk about it. You know, let our children know that, you know, we, we're, we're sorry and we're going to change. And we need to become that change. We need to be a better version of what we came from. Always looking to have that teachable, teachable spirit to grow and to learn from every situation. It is important that we become relentless dads. That's the definition of a relentless dad. Always relentlessly chasing after the heart of Jesus and our families. This has been an interesting topic for me. I know, like I said, these next two episodes, I want you guys to get to know me. Why I'm doing this and why this is so important to me. Because I truly believe that as dads, we need to reclaim our position to the better of who we once were or where that we came from. So until the next episode where we talk about where God is taking us, where God's going to move us. And as men, what we can do to win back our families. And it starts with our relationship with Jesus Christ. Until next time. Please join me every week as we continue to grow, discuss, and encourage one another, not only to see God and cultivate our relation with Jesus as we navigate through this dad life. Please subscribe and leave a comment.